Good afternoon. It is a beautiful and sunny day today in Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm Kayla Washington, and today on this podcast, we'll be talking about Jewish wedding rings and double ring ceremonies. Um, And so to begin, we're just going to talk about the typical Jewish wedding ring and what they should look like. So in Judaism, wedding rings are typically chosen by whether or not they're allowed by halacha. Halacha is the totality of laws and ordinances that have evolved since biblical times to regulate religious observances in the daily life and conduct of the Jewish people. According to Halacha, wedding rings should be kosher. Kosher wedding rings should be made from a pure material, but they do not necessarily have to be gold. They also should not be coated. Um, Coated jewelry is when a thin layer of precious metal is added on top of a less precious metal. For example... Um, A gold-coated ring would actually have a base of copper or silver and then have a thin layer of gold on top. This would make it seem like the ring is solid gold when it is actually copper or silver. Um, A piece of gold-coated jewelry would cost less than a solid gold ring. And the lack of coating is to make sure that the bride does not go into this marriage thinking that the ring is more expensive than it actually is. So... This is just making sure she knows the full value of what the ring is worth. Um, The ring should be a full and complete circle. It cannot be perforated or damaged. Engravings are allowed, but the engraving should not go all the way around the ring or else it will be considered perforated and damaged. The lack of perforation is to symbolize the wholeness of the family unit that the couple is about to enter. The ring should not have any precious stones in it, and some examples of precious stones include diamonds, rubies, emerald, sapphire, and many more. This is, again, to make sure that the bride does not go into the marriage thinking that the ring is more expensive than it actually is. This also allows the bride to know the potential cost of the ring. Halacha wedding rings have an emphasis on clarity and honesty, just like there should be in a marriage. The wedding ring must belong to the groom, Um, And if it's a family heirloom, it must be gifted to the groom prior to the wedding so that it will belong to him. It should not be full of embellishments and other distractions. Um, They need to be simple because it's a symbol of their future life, which should be stable, smooth, and truthful. When the groom gives the bride the ring, it symbolizes their union in accordance with the laws of Moses and Israel. According to Halacha, the only person that is required to wear a ring during the ceremony is the bride, Um, According to Anita Diamond, during a Jewish Jewish wedding, the giving of a ring is a romantic symbol, but it's also a legal transaction. Um, When the groom gives his bride the ring, he is guaranteeing that she will only be intimate with him from now on, and it is a huge sign of commitment in the marriage. Halacha is very clear about the way things should go during the ceremony. With that being said, many rabbis say that if a woman gives a man a ring during the ceremony, it cancels out what the man has just given her. And when I say canceling out, I mean that some people think that when a woman gives a man a ring, it invalidates kinyan. Kinyan is um, the formal acquisition of a thing of value by the bride. Um, Even if this was the case, it would not invalidate the marriage because many people have double ring ceremonies and are still legally married. With that being said, if one would want to follow halacha and tradition through and through, um, if the bride would want to give her groom a ring, the the best place to do that would be the Yehud room. Um, And this is the private place that the newly married couple go after the ceremony. And this is also typically the time where they consummate the marriage. Um, 
And exchanging of rings was not originally an essential part of a Jewish wedding because historically the groom could have given his bride anything of monetary value, which could be a book, a cup, a coin, like anything. Um, And a ring became a part of the marriage through cultural changes. And also just to be clear, when the groom gives the bride a ring, he is not buying her by any means. Um, What he is technically buying is her exclusive intimacy. So Basically, when the bride accepts the ring, she is agreeing that she will be intimate with the groom and the groom only. And all of these rules for what the wedding ring can and cannot look like are still used today, typically by Orthodox Jews, but some contemporary Jewish denominations are more modern, so they do not follow the rules of halacha as closely as Orthodox Jews do. Um, Some modern Jewish couples will choose to have diamonds or other jewels on their wedding rings, um, they may do this in order to fit in with what society deems appropriate wedding, wing, wedding, wedding rings or just based on the fact that they like a flashier look rather than a plain band. Um, there are many reasons they may choose to do this, but most non-Orthodox Jews will exchange halachic rings during the ceremony and then exchange them for different ones after. Um And if a couple wants diamond rings, but they also want to follow halacha tradition during their ceremony, um, they can exchange diamond rings after the ceremony. These new diamond rings can replace or be worn alongside their original simple wedding rings that were given during the ceremony. Um, So, getting into the topic of double ring ceremonies. A double ring ceremony is the exchange of rings from both the the bride and the groom during the ceremony. Um, And traditionally, it was only the groom who gave the bride a ring. Um, But many people, typically Reform and conservative Jews, choose to have double ring ceremonies because women do not want to be completely passive during the ceremony. Um, It makes them feel as though they're objects and the ceremony is being performed without their equal participation. Um, This is a way to show that the marriage will be one where the man and the woman, woman are considered equals to each other. Um. And there are definitely different opinions on double ring ceremonies that differ between um, the Orthodox, Reform, and Conservative Jews. So first we're going to talk about the Orthodox Jews and their opinions on double ring ceremonies. So Rabbi Moshe Feinstein was one of the 20th century's most eminent rabbinic authorities. And in 1970, he decided that it would not invalidate the groom's kedushin if the bride also gave a ring, even if done immediately after. Um, But even with this decision, he still held that it was impermissible to even perform such a ceremony because he was concerned that by doing so, it would misrepresent what it means to have a halahic kedushin. Kedushin is the ritual of the ceremony that acts as the betrothal, and traditionally, a man gives the ring to the woman as his intention to marry her. It is defined as a betrothal ceremony preceding the Jewish marriage ceremony. Um, Because Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's decision, most Orthodox rabbis will not do a double ring ceremony at all. And those who do decide to perform a double ring ceremony will make sure that the bride gives her ring in a way that makes it clear that it is not a part of the Kedushin. Because this part cannot be a part of the Kedushin, the bride cannot say any Kedushin-like language, such as, I have betrothed you to me forever. The rabbi will say something along the lines of, now that the Kedushin has been completed, insert bride's name, will give, insert groom's name, a ring as a symbol of her love and affection. 
And going off of this, in most cases, rabbis will be adamant on the fact that the ring is given after Sheva Brahat, the which Sheva Brahat is the seven blessings towards the end of the wedding ceremony. Um, they do this so that it will be well after the Kedushan has been completed. Another way that a double ring ceremony could be done would be for the groom to assume his ketubah obligations under the chuppah immediately following the Kedushan. This practice is done in Sephardic communities and in Jerusalem. This obligation is done through an act of Kenyan. Kenyan is the acceptance of ownership or responsibility, and this is typically performed by the groom taking an object from the officiant in the presence of the witness. But for this particular object, for this particular object, which would be the ring, it would be best for the groom to take it from the bride since he is obligating himself to her. This object is usually um, a handkerchief or a pen, but it is also acceptable for it to be for it to be a ring. Um, and if you were to witness a double ring ceremony at an Orthodox Jewish wedding, it would look something like um, this. So, after the kedushin, the witnesses will be called forward, and it will be explained to them that they will be witnesses to the bride giving the groom a ring. And once the groom receives the ring, he will undertake his ketubah obligations. As the bride is giving a ring to the groom, she will say something along the lines of, accept this ring and obligate yourself to me um, with all of the obligations of this ketubah according to the laws of Moses and Israel. And once he accepts the ring, the witnesses will sign the ketubah. And it will be explicitly stated that the bride giving a groom Giving a ring to the groom is not an act of kedushin. It is a symbol of the initiation of the groom's acceptance of his obligations of the ketubah. Um, Orthodox Jews are adamant on the fact that if a double ring ceremony were to occur, it would take place after the kedushin is complete. This is to assure that they will have a halachic or legal kedushin. And on the contrast, conservative halachic authority Rabbi Isaac Klein states that Quote, some authorities object to this practice, speaking of doubling ceremonies, um, since it is a deviation from the traditional pattern, especially if the formula used by the bride is the same as the one used by the groom. Legally, however, there could be no objection. Once the traditional formula has been recited, the betrothal is binding, and whatever is added is of no legal significance. So basically, anything after um, the groom is of no legal significance. So there can be no legal objection. Um, so talking about conservatives, we're going to move on into the um, conservative and reform opinions of double ring ceremonies, which are pretty similar. Um, so in contrast to Orthodox Jews, double ring ceremonies are becoming more popular in conservative and reform weddings. This can be credited to the fact that these two types of Judaism lean more towards egalitarianism. Um, it is shown that conservative and reform rabbis see no legal objection to the double ring ceremony. Um, one of reform's earliest changes was in terms of a double ring ceremony. At the Augsburg Synod in 1871, it was decided that after the groom presented the ring to his bride, the bride could also give the groom a ring with a few words. It was suggested by Rabbi Joseph Aub of Berlin that the bride say, I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. Today, Reform Rabbi suggests saying, by this ring you are consecrated to me according to the tradi 
tradition of Israel. In a reformed double ring ceremony, the bride will put the ring on the groom's finger and say, I am my beloved and my beloved is mine, or behold, you're holy unto me according to the laws of Moses and Israel. Um, conservative Jewish weddings or conservative Jewish double ring ceremonies are slightly different. According to Halacha, the wedding ring is not a symbol of romance and love. It is a symbol of the bride's acceptance of the marriage proposal and the obligations in the ketubah. And with that being said, a double ring ceremony is not a Jewish tradition because it may appear that a bride is returning the gift that she just received when she gives the groom a ring. However, because of today's society, a husband without a ring may seem to be a sign of infidelity. And because of this, rings are often given at a ceremony, but to keep with tradition, it is given as a token of love, not as an act of matrimony. And the double ring ceremony is similar to the reform double ring ceremony in that the bride will put the ring on the groom's finger and say, I'm my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Or, behold, you are holy unto me according to the laws of Moses and Israel. So, yeah, that is some information on Jewish wedding rings and double ring ceremonies um, between Orthodox, Conservative, and Reform Jews. And um, I will link a list of the um, sites that I got the information from. That you can take a look at if you want to know a little bit more. So that'll be put in the description. And next week we'll be diving into ketubas, what they are, and the many different kinds. So see y'all then.